everybody, and welcome to Let's Talk Sit, the podcast where three dog trainers spanning three generations share all our best tips from our personal experiences and reactions to basically anything dog-related. I'm the Velociraptor trainer boomer of the group, Kim Topher, and every week I'm joined by my Gen X and millennial co-hosts, Lynn Bell and Alice Teal. Hey everybody, welcome to Let's Talk Sit. I'm Alice Teal and I am here with my co-hosts, Kim Tofer and Lynn Bell. Today we're starting a two-parter on using play in dog training. Um, so in this episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about why you would be using play in your training. Um, and Lynn's been hyped up to talk about this for a little bit. So She's been binging on play. I have been binging on play. So I just watched it was like a few weeks ago I watched, you know, in t- back in 2004, I watched Ivan Albanov's The Game video. And, and so it was using play at that point. So I used play for my own dogs for most of my time working with my dogs, um, you know, in the last like so many years. I used it some with client dogs quite a bit, actually, but not it's not always my go to um, just because you know, food will work. And so in group classes, I can't always be playing tug and ball and that kind of stuff. So, um, but I've used it quite a bit and I've used a lot for behavior mod and that kind of thing. I watched a couple of weeks ago, Ivan's newer videos, Chase and Catch and what's the other one? Uh, possession Games. Cause I wanted to see if things had changed, if he had new ideas and this kind of thing. And I, I really loved it. It really actually... I, I got up at six o'clock on a Saturday morning in 10 degree, minus 10 degree weather, got all my snow gear on and took Jag outside to play because I wanted to try some of the stuff. So it really got me amped up about play again because I, I like play and I've used play, but it really got me fired up. And, and that morning, Jag and I played for like 45 minutes. We had goals for our games. We had rules for our games. Jag played like, was really um I don't know super into me and and I wasn't feeling any frustration sometimes before when I would play if they didn't play the game the way that I wanted to I was kind of frustrated Kim have you felt that before where you're like ah I want to play this you're not doing it right you know I I guess I I might use play a little bit differently obviously I haven't seen um Ivan's uh videos but um, I use it more as a relationship building thing. So if they're not playing the way I want to, sometimes I'll allow them to modify the game a little, um, that better suits them. It's kind of a give and take. It's like, okay, I'll let you yeah. play the way you want to for a little while. Then, you know, let's rein it back in and play the way I want to. Um, for me, that's where the biggest benefit of, of play comes in is like, you know, sure. Treats are a nice reward, but it seems like such a matter mm-hmm. of fact transaction it's like mm-hmm. you know here's your treat okay it's over um with play it kind of goes on and it it i don't know it, it makes you more valuable the play is more interactive mm-hmm. with you and your relationship builds as a result i know that i feel a lot better about my own dogs when um i have a an interesting play relationship with them and it may not be the same with every dog it's going to yeah. it's going to vary but, um, you know, and I do run across the occasional dog who's just not interested in play. A lot of those dogs have a lot of anxiety issues and some other things, but if you can, if you can find a way to break the ice with them and get 
play, you can often solve problems really, really quickly. He brought up the different, there's a difference between like possession games and cooperative games. So that was one thing that like caught my attention. Can, because... you, can you like describe the, you know, the general gist of the two differences? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I only watched it through the once, and I kept stopping to go outside and play with my dog. <laughs> but, so I'd like to go back and review it again. But it was pretty much, there's games where um, you guys are cooperating and interacting with each other, um, like like one ball fetch kind of thing, okay? So the dog goes and gets it, brings it back. You then take it and throw it. Like, there's this thing in possession games it was more like your competitors with each other a bit um so like you know i'm playing tug part of the the game with the tug was i like both of us have to try to get it and then when we get it we have to try to fight to keep it um so there's still cooperation there's a different feel to the the level of cooperation there like I, there's a different i can see splitting those those two games up yeah um some days some dogs definitely like the uh you know sort of the tug or possession type games yep. that you're describing i know some some of my dogs like light up when that's the opportunity usually the mountain laws they think that's hilarious um and other dogs do like the ones that i play two ball more than i play one ball um and two frisbee more than one frisbee um but I, I think he detection... actually separates two ball out. Why? Um, Did he because, say? Do you know? Because there tends to still be the interaction. It's not here, owner, I want you to play with me. It's I want that other ball, it seems like. Oh, because I usually have them come back and release to me before I'll yeah. throw the other ball. It's just that I have. Um... But it's that they want the other ball more than they want you to do. Right. So that is definitely true. That is yeah, definitely so true. It's that just there... that there's a different feel to it. I can and see that. Weirdly, because I always played two ball. I mean, we both talked about that before mm -hmm. that I've always played two ball. And for those in the audience that don't know what two ball is, it's the use of two. So you would throw one ball, the dog goes, catches it, brings it back and drops it before you throw the other ball in the, I usually throw it in the opposite direction. So there's like a straight line thing going on. Um, and then they bring, you pick up the first ball, they've gone and got the second ball, they bring that back, drop it, you throw the, the first ball again. So there's this two ball interaction. Um, and, and Ivan actually didn't, he said he didn't really love it and it was because of that interaction. And weirdly enough, Jack would play two ball easily with me, would not play one ball. Hmm. He would go get it. And if he's like, you don't have a ball, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to run all over the universe to not bring that ball back to you. Well, I can see one ball almost becomes an extension of two ball. I mean, it's like the more advanced version right. of two ball. Like you do two ball just to get them, you know, into the rhythm of how to play the game. Right. Um, and then once you eliminate the second toy, then they have to bring back the first in order for you to, I, I was thinking cooperative games would be more like, um, like scent games and things like that where where the dog played a role that, that was separate from there. you you know well, like i like i i control where we're going and i can control some general things about the search you have a role which i can't fulfill which is using your nose to find the object i think it's more that you two are playing a different like the the relationship between you and the dog seems to be i mean like i said i have to go back and watch it again mm. 
Um, but I just really like the partnership kind of role. I I can see that being different than, you know, some of these all out, just have fun games. Um, another thing that Ivan brought up was at the, he talked a lot about the science of the animal that mammals play. Um, and, and I couldn't really remember it because again, I just kept going outside and playing with my dog. (laughs) His one ball. He now brings it back and jams it into me and is like, I take your turn. It's your turn, my turn. Kind of a more of a your turn, my turn game, mm-hmm. right? Um, Ivan actually doesn't call it fetch. It was, he actually has a different version of it. Um, and a little bit, it was kind of like, made the dog where he's at. So the dogs that want to, I had a dog that wanted to go out and chase it, but didn't want to pick it up and bring it back. Um, and he talked a lot about meeting the dog where they're at. If they like that portion of the game and you play that portion of the game, you, right. they're a lot of times not convinced that you actually want to play. And maybe it's, I, my, I don't, I keep jumping around because I'm excited about the topic, but, you know, I think some of the time when I would play like, okay, this dog doesn't like to play fetch. I'd toss it a few times and he just doesn't like this game and move on to something else. Um, and I'm thinking specifically of my, my mom's dog, um, Toby. So, it, you know, the dog would run out, chase it, and then be like, yeah, I don't really want to pick it up and just wander off. Um, and I did it a few times and just like, yeah, this dog just isn't going to play fetch with anybody, you know. Um, and and so after that, I kind of went out and was like, I'm going to keep throwing it's that I want to play with you. And I, he wasn't convinced that I really wanted to play. I think a little bit he was convinced that I wanted to use play to get him to do something. And so a little bit what happened with watching Ivan's thing, even more so than in the past, um, it was really that I just really wanted to play with my dog because he's my best bud. We love playing together. And, and part of our game includes obedience exercises because that's the part of the game that I like. But I think he wasn't convinced that I really wanted to play. I wanted to use toy and, and game to get what I wanted. And, and with Kobe, I went out there and was like, he likes the chase. So I'm going to let him chase and chase and chase and chase and chase. And finally he was like, this is much easier if I bring that back to you. So he'd pick it up and carry it partway and set it down and I'd kick it. Cause that was our, and then that became the new game. I'm like, he picks it up, carries it partway, drops it. And then does that like, um, hurting dog you know the like back up and stare kind right, of thing right um so I kicked the ball and then that turned into the new game so it was just became more that I wanted to play with you because I want to play with you not because I'm trying to get something from you so that did my attitude towards play changed even more I think and it always was that obedience is part of the game not the game part of obedience but I think my attitude changed changed jag like in last week the last couple of weeks um because jag is way more um into me and he always was kind of into me but he's way more into me now um you know before we were having a little bit of our problem if like something else popped up he'd be like oh look at that there's a cat over there there's a chicken or what you know and i could and maybe that's really back, but that's really the key to, you know, yeah. good recalls and, and paying yep. attention during, during uh, obedience exercises or whatever, you know, whatever activity you're involved in. If you don't have their eyes, if you don't have their brain, you don't have anything. Yeah. 
I mean, it really, like he then, he's now very focused. Ivan did talk about putting it on cue. So I, you know, and I think Ellis might talk about that too at times where it's like, hey, do you want to play? So it turns the session on. Um, if I say, do you want to play to Jack? He starts barking and spinning and jumping. And I'm like, gosh, really, this time we can go. And he's like, wants to come work with me. He'll heal to get to the spot where we play. <laughs> and I'm not asking him to. He just is like, oh, it's time. You know, and then I kind of used to be like, let the dog win if you wanted to build more confidence. I win if the dog's overconfident. I'm just kind of like, that, that doesn't really matter. It's really more about the fun of the game. And that is the relationship, right? Like even you taught me, it's, it's part of the relationship that's necessary. Um, is there a type of dog that you could think of play might not work well? You know, I've always had, but, and you know, I after watching Ivan, he chose a video of this one dog that clearly had been shut down, um, didn't want to play. He's throwing the ball around with this Malinois for a while. Um, and she's just like standing there just staring at leaves and blah, 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 blah. And he talks about like meeting them where they're at and you just keep playing. And it's like, I'm having so much fun with this and I invite you to play. And he did talk about going deep at time like I might play with this for a very long time until the dog feels like okay I'm you really do like this game and you're inviting me to play it with you and then later in the shot that dog's playing like crazy well um, I'm, I'm thinking of like client dogs um yeah like the I, mastiffs right I, I would so say the, the super independent ones like the the Pyrenees or the Basset Hounds or the things yeah. who like they they want to do kind of what they want to do. Well, the ones um, who are they're really independent. In a, yeah, they're not into a relationship in the first place. Exactly, yeah. because they have their own job or whatever. Like right. they they just want to do their thing on their own. They're generally um, aloof, which is like you were saying that um, nose work almost or scent work is kind of yep. in that thing because the dog doesn't need you. To be honest, well, to a degree, they need me. But I, I think the, those are like, to me, those are partnerships. It's like, I consider those dogs like we're equal partners. I can get us to the spot where the thing might be, but I can't find it without the dog. So and you the, have dog the, reward. Has, the dog has a job. I have a job. He can't drive to the spot. So, you know, I'm kind of the dumber half of the team. I'm the one who, you know, has to get us there and, you know, follow along and then do something with the thing whatever it is that he's he's searching for um but he's sort of the brains of the operation when it comes to doing scent detection i mean when, when you you're involved kim they're kind of display though as part of your reward kim did oh absolutely food? Abs no i used play so they have to have played though i mean there has to be some right there, but there's a you, there's a relationship there still but the way i look at those kinds of um circumstances are really the, the relationship is a team we're partners right. we're equal partners in a team we both have a job to do um if we both perform well then we succeed if one of us screws up maybe the other one can save us <laughs> that's a little bit how i see and i like that's how i i protection i do feel different in the team because i feel the dumber half <laughs> but but in obedience he, my dog and I are pretty equal but I do view it at more as a game it's just part of our game it's not really like a separate thing 
Right. 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 I, I'm thinking so, though, that there are some dogs, maybe dogs that are a little, this is going to sound really, really elitist, but some dogs that are overindulged, Yeah. you know, they're, they're kind of like, I, I get attention all the time. Why would I care to play with you? I can play with you, you know, anytime, any day, I just say the word and I can play. Um, or I get treats, or I have some other form of getting as much attention from you as I want. So why would this play be better? And I, I think some of those dogs, it's hard to kick them over yes. into, into playing um, with the intensity that we're talking about. Well, and, and maybe what Ivan, I don't know, cause I'm not Ivan, but maybe like, cause like the Malinois is going to be inclined to play probably. They're going to play no matter what, because right. that's just but, how they are. But maybe they're like, there are those dogs that are like shut down. Like I, maybe they didn't get play as a puppy and they didn't, don't see a reason to play with you or they're unsure that you are not going to use play. There are the dogs that are like, they're use play to get what you want so mm -hmm. this is just not as fun like this isn't a fun game i mean i um, kind of can use play as a barometer for um behavior mod yeah when you're when you're dealing with a dog that's fearful or anxious or dogs who have reactivity issues whatever um <clears throat> the ones that won't play with you but then eventually you start to get a little bit of a breakthrough and you get some of that softening where they will yeah. offer to play with you just a little bit tentatively and then you're like okay we're on the right track we're starting to we're starting to soften that exterior well and and he did talk about that in behavior mod i can give a dog a food treat and they can take the treat and it still hasn't changed your relationship particularly i don't know his treats are so transactional it's just like yeah. you did a thing here's your your treat okay let's move on i mean it's like it's just so i don't know it's like paying money yeah. for a thing it, it's not it's, it's not part of building that overall um, relationship. I think some of the better trainer, best trainers use food almost in a play way. Like they might move, move their lore in a different way or they, I mean, they might use it somewhat in a play way. I find myself giving but... up on food pretty quickly. Like, you know, I mean, I'll use it to yeah. start, if I'm going to use it for a luring technique yeah. or something with a certain dog, I'll use food, but um Beyond I that, I, I mostly quick. use food for stationing purposes. Like if I want my dog to go to this crate over here, or I want my dog to go sit on that platform over there, I'll use food to help direct them to the right spot. You know what I mean? I'll have food yes. on, the, on, like the, a on the platform thing. or yeah. in the crate. Um, and, and that helps them to drive to the spot I want them to go to. Um, but I tend to move away from food and on to play pretty quickly. Well, so Lynn's been on this um, Ivan kick. Uh, I've been watching Micah Ellis for the last few weeks. Um, and he actually, Look like you, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Which, and people who, who don't know me very well. She's watching um, Ellis. <laughs> yeah, I tend to be uh, much leaning more towards the purely positive. I've never used any tools or anything like that. Um, so I took like an e-collar course with Ellis and, you know, um, or from Ellis, I didn't like work with him directly. Well, but I um, think, I think the but, cool thing is, is you have an open mind and you're like, you know, just let me see how it's done. I don't have to go out and buy myself an e-collar and start using it on, on my Chihuahua, but I just want to know how it's done. <laughs> Well, I think that's part of it is that I, I wanted to, to learn it um, just so I know it because I want to expand. Yeah. I want to expand mm -hmm. my knowledge. 
Um, but I still typically don't work with the dogs who are going to need that. Um, because I'm generally working with more, um, fearful rescue types. Um, and you, you obviously don't want to use e-collars on a dog that's already shut down. Um, but anyway, work anyway. Well, like, but what I was going to, one of the masters too. Yeah. So. One of the things that I was wanting to say is that, uh, I, he has a training with play and then he also has, uh, a food one, two different, like DVDs technically, but you can get them on Learberg. Um, I think he has the website too, right? Yeah. It's that's just kind of in the play one. Oh, okay. um, he only, I think he, I haven't finished the whole thing, but so far he only really goes into tug. He hasn't done anything mm-hmm. um, like fetch or anything. Um, but with the play, his whole thing is uh, reward events. So, or with food, sorry, with food, it's reward events. So you're not just like, it's not a transaction. You're not just handing the dog food. You are making an, it an event. So you're moving, you're playing with the food basically to get the dog the play game. wanting to play yeah. with the food. Um and I've been incorporating that in the last, like, cause I've been doing that for about a week and a half now. Um, I've been incorporating that with Saria, um, my Chihuahua. And then, um, I was working with my mom's dog a little bit. Um, do they like it, it was differently working... than just the food transaction? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot more engagement in it because the dog, it's not just like, um, they don't just eat and then turn away. And that was one of the the biggest concerns that he, he mentioned in his video, um, is that with using food, if you're just basically giving the dog a treat, then the dog tends to like lose engagement. Yeah. They, they right. eat the treat and then they just kind of wander off. Cause they're like, okay, right. that's it's done. over. Yeah. Versus if you're making an event that varies in length and time and the number of treats, um, then it's going to keep the dog's interest longer um i thought it was really interesting he moved food to play <laughs> yeah Since i mean the whole his whole thing his is that yeah, yeah the the food is used as play versus and i love that because it, it my again my whole thing is relationship to um building confidence all that stuff and so it's just getting the dog to want to engage with you versus just doing it for the food um so it's kind of the best of both worlds because we can all agree that I think um, when you're first getting behaviors, food is significantly faster than play. Right. Yeah. Um, that's why people tend to use food initially in training. Um, well, because you so, can use luring instead of reshaping, basically. Yeah. But you can still use the play with food to make it a little bit more fun and kind of build that that relationship yeah. and play drive a little bit while you're working with food um so i just wanted to mention that because you guys were cool yeah because it is that combination no, and, and that's, of- yeah i think it's important and that's kind of a really nice transition from you know that sort of more transactional you know click treat click treat sort of mark treat mark treat mm-hmm. kind of thing to substituting play for the treats and hey who knows there might be some treats in there too somewhere but play can take over for that. There is a, um, there was some of the science that I, or an article that I went and kind of looked up after, because I was curious, because Ivan had said all mammals play and science is showing that it's a, like a basic, one of the basic needs. Um, so I kind of started digging around a little bit and there was an article that I was reading that um, they were studying like, why does play 
like why do animals play? Um, and some of the findings were pretty interesting. Um, they were saying that um, animals that have been deprived of play, well, they studied rats. Rats are a little easier to study than dogs, but they were studying different animals. Um, but in this one, they were studying young rats that they deprived of playmates. Um, and those rats had less developed prefrontal cortexes and which is also which is a part of the brain that's deeply associated with social interactions and decision making and they said they also tended to suffer deficits in short-term memory um, deficits in impulse control and the ability to notice or, or react to threatening gestures from other rats basically um, you have less coping skills with novel experiences in your environment if you are deprived of play um, I would think. Oh, uh, go ahead. Oh, also, too, that something about. Well, I have to look at the note really fast on this. Um, even if there was no evolutionary purpose, it could still be rewarding because they find that um, as their play, as animals are playing, dopamine is released. So there's. I want to call it dopamine. Dopamine. <laughs> It's, it's dopamine. So, it's so dopamine in my head. Sorry. No. <laughs> I know, I know. I know it's dopamine. Um, but so it and it helps regulate emotion and motivation. Um, and it kind of activates the brain's reward pathway. So there are benefits to play outside of just, oh, we can use it to get what we want. Um, it's it's well, kind of a need that like, if we deprived puppies of the playmates and play, there's there's probably effects of that especially if one that wanted to play so i was listening to the the um this is just an ivan episode i guess um to ivan's podcast uh trading without conflict yesterday um and it was the one with dunbar and he talks about that a ton um he goes yeah. pretty in depth about um both of them have experimented with playing with puppies and um kind of the early socialization stuff mm -hmm. not that we're talking about that here but um it kind of does go hand in hand um that you know yeah they need it they they, they well, need it and that the dogs do come out differently the ones who had the the play the socialization and stuff and yeah ones who didn't the um the study kind of confirms just what i think most of us know anecdotally you know you, you know that younger animals puppies when you first get them they all they want to do is play um and that play is really important for them to learn additional skills they learn how to read other dogs they learn how to give those those signals to one another that hey this is a game i'm not serious here but i'm gonna stalk you and jump on you and bite your neck but it's just we're just fooling around yeah. we're just wrestling we're just having a good time um, and it helps them to learn all those things. I mean, we talk about that, that helping puppies to learn bite inhibition. We, we talk about puppies learning to just be able to read those social signals. But I do think it also has a big effect on anxiety and, yep. and uh, stress release. You know, they, yep. they have that ability to, I don't know, and I, I don't have kids, so I can't relate, but I'm thinking that that has a lot to do with the way kids play too. Yeah, it, it, I, I think it, it, where I love where it talks about how, um, you know, if 
animals that play or, or kids, I guess kids that play too or whatever, are going to be able to handle novel situations in their environment differently. Um, and like resiliency. I, so there is mm-hmm. a, there is a lot of benefits to play outside of just getting them to do obedience exercise or getting them to do what you want. Um, and so it is kind of one of the, I, I do think I agree with Ivan, it's a basic need. And when we use that in part of our interactions with our pets, we're meeting a need and therefore, um, you know, kind of right. living, a, helping them live a better life, but also, uh, you know, like people will use only food. I only want to use food because it's a basic need and I can use that to manipulate the thing. Well, play is too. So using I think that plays more powerful too. in a lot of ways. I think like so Alice too. was saying, you can make it an event. It lasts yeah. a little bit longer it it feeds into your relationship with with the uh, yep. with the dog. Um, it doesn't satiate. It, it yeah it does. It, I well until the dog gets really 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 tired and that's just going to depend on your dog. But um, and I but yeah not as quickly as food for that too. And, you know the other thing is I don't know food seems using food for um, I don't know a re, I, we can call it a reward but it, it's almost payment um, seems. That's actually what people refer to it as very yeah. often now is, yeah, you pay the dog for doing what you want them to do. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard that, but it, it's like, I they need that, relationship. they need that to live. Like, like, would I like it if somebody made me work for every bite of my breakfast? It's no, I would like hate it, that. I yeah, would hate I think that. It, it depends. But if though. somebody would say, you know, um, we're going to go do this other thing but we're going to make it really fun. It, it generally kind of sucks, but we're going to make, we're going to have fun doing it. So, you know, maybe we have to go, I don't know, we have to go grocery shopping, but on the way back, we're going to get an ice cream. I guess Does that, feel, food, that can it? feel forced. I think, a, I don't remember, he brought it up, I or I brought it up in my, but there's this forced, like they have to have it to survive right with food and so and there's that temptation to make them too hungry in order to make them work for you and then that's manipulative in a whole different way that just seems yeah i'm not comfortable with that and well and i've heard of we've heard of at least i know i have heard of dog trainers that have starved dogs Mm -hmm. right skin and bones and i now have heard of one to death starved to death Oh, I've, I've heard stories about, yeah, lots of trainers, trainers, um, in air quotes, who are out there basically just making the dogs really hungry. So they'll do anything for, for that little bit of food. And it's like, that's, that's not, trainer, that's wrong. That's just abuse. Yeah. <laughs> that's it's like, wrong. The, it's the extreme end of the other side abusive. Yeah. yeah that, well, I think you guys are getting that. very, very extreme on that too, because you can yeah. absolutely fast a dog for 24 hours. Um, to yeah. build their food drive and it's not going to harm them at all. Correct. I fasted my dog. Oh, like, I have too. All the That's, time. I don't, th- I, I've done, I've done like, okay, you know, we're going to do, and with some of the behavior mod dogs I've done, okay, this dog only eats for work, like while working, there's no, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to exchange that. Cause some dogs I've, I found that to be helpful. It's helped start to change the relationship between the owner and the dog. And, you know, so sometimes that's a thing, but it's not starved for, Oh, he won't take a piece of kibble, so I'm going to wake him wait longer. He's now going to work for me, so I'm going to make him go hungry for a week. That's that's just wrong. Yeah, Um, anything. Usually, 24 hours, I think, is is the. I tend to work my dogs right before meal time. 
you know, so I can, I, they're hungry and they may get part of their meal as their reward, but I'm not going to make them go, I don't know, days, weeks, just, just to get, you know, just to get them to work with me because that's, that's kind of a false relationship at that point. Well, and in play, you can't force it. No. Like depriving them of play isn't going to make them, you know, like I, if you can't, there's no force in it. They have to want to interact with you in order to be able to play with them. Well, for, yeah, for play, they have to be, they have to be um, a willing participant. Right. So, I mean, it is a powerful motivator. And I think too many, especially a lot of the newer trainers, some, a lot, there's a lot that do use play that are learning it, but I think too many have become too, like food is the only, food luring is the only way, plays too hard. And, and it, play is harder to use takes um, a because lot, it lot takes more, more work. Yeah, yeah, well, it takes, takes your development of your relationship even further. Right. Um, right. But it's still, and, and Ivan did talk about, I haven't seen him do it yet. He did talk about how he uses, he does he rarely uses food. He doesn't really too much to get the behavior. I haven't paid attention to that because I was so like, I get my behaviors fairly, I'm guessing he free shapes. I don't know what he does. He but, has said um, multiple times, Lynn, that he free shapes and you just yes. keep blocking every single time I mention I it, you block it out because you guys don't like shaping. Uh, no, I do though, because I have to, if I'm using a toy, can't lure that out. Like I fade out my lore pretty quick. If I, on my own dogs, I fade out that lore pretty quick. So I have to be able to say, no, I don't, your position isn't quite right. And that's not the one I'm looking for. And you have to try again. So I am using successive approximations to get the exact behavior that I'm looking for and using my markers and a reward to like the reward being play to get that. So he does. Um, but like in the beginning, like teaching the actual positions, I don't know. I use food to like teach that initial set. You know, I might mm -hmm. be able to, I have used toys before. Um, but, but honestly too, and he said it and I'm like, I kind of do that too. I don't really, I incorporate obedience into our games. Once the dog is so intensely involved in playing with me that I can get it fairly quickly at that point. So, and, and I think too many times people are like, oh, my eight week old puppy. And I, I will use food lords to get my eight little eight week old puppy to do it. I'm not really interested in intense obedience when they're young. I, I'm not it, interested in intense obedience, period. Well, <laughs> I, you're not. But you see what I'm saying? Though? You just like, wait. One of these days, she's going to get a dog that's going to change all of that. Uh, no, I'm definitely dog. not not getting any kind of bitey dog. No, thanks. I do you're want, gonna, Kim, you have sold me on a Border Collie. I, I have said I want a Border Collie. I've been wanting one for years anyway. Dogs. I told Lynn the other day that I felt like I was betraying her because I said I can't stand German Shepherds or working with German Shepherds, but I want a Border Collie and they're my favorite. And I felt like I was hurting Traitor. Lynn's feelings. <laughs> she likes me better. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually always wanted a Border Before I got into the Shepherds, because I was doing herding and wanting to do agility and stuff, obviously. And at that point, all every trainer had a Border Collie. Oh, right. Like, you know. 2000 or whatever that every trainer had a border collie now every trainer has a malinois we were no i thanks. liked mouths before everybody you know and i hate that because i i didn't no. get into i didn't get into border collies 
because it because was like the thing and i didn't yeah. get into malinois because it was the thing it was weird my first border I, collie, you were I got of it, right? Like I think I, a little in bit. You were ahead of it. Well, the the border collies were becoming popular in flyball. I got my first border collie in 1990, um, and I got my first um, Malinois in 2000. So before Just putting a it lot out there, the, that was before I was even born. Don't bite me. <laughs> You're awful. <laughs> even the Malinois. Bad. You mean I've had Malinois longer than you've been alive? No, no, no. The border collie. Oh, okay. In 1990. You know, you know what caught oh. me into the border collie, Kim? What's that? People always like people never always think of me in fight sports. It was um freestyle. I I there was a yeah. you know, they were all doing all the canine freestyle and the dancing with dogs things, and mm-hmm. I loved that. Right. I, I taught that to Maverick. Maverick and I used to do dancing. We didn't compete cool. or do anything. It wasn't really a thing well, it's easier with the border collie. They're a little smaller, especially if you're gonna do like right. like weaves and things like that. Plus they're quick. Right. So if you're trying to do things to the beat of music, um, you need a quicker dog. You, you need a dog that's going to move. I was really into that and trick training early on before mm-hmm. I got into the fight sports. So Border Collie was a, a like, ooh, I want Border Collie, I want Border Collie. And then I ended up, okay. I, I don't think I've ever had a bad Border Collie. I'm trying to think how many I've had. I've had a couple of bit. I got a Border Collie at one point and he bit, she bit my uh, cocker in the eye. And I Ew. Was like, I can't, uh, yeah, she wasn't. Yeah, that's much. that's not cool. Um, um they they so can one. <laughs> they can be bossy. I've have had one that was super bossy. Um, yeah. that would squabble with my other border collie because the other border collie would like just never leave her alone. She'd like always get in her face, you know, kind of like, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. And face. to the point where it's like at some point, I'll go bite you in the face. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> So, so yeah, that that, that, so I liked border collies before poodle. I, I wasn't, I'm not anti border collie. So, so I'm I going to turn you all into, I'm going to, I'm going to turn all both of you into border collie people. Well, I already wanted one before I knew you. Well, I know, but collie. you see, especially, you know, as you get older, you, you start to see the, the error of your ways with Malinois and big, strong, bitey dogs and border collies. Having gotten just, you know, a nice new shiny border collie myself, um, they're so much more fun. I they're hear, smaller, see, I, you can just tuck them under your arm, you can pick them up, you can carry them around. They they play games with you, they play little head games, like uh, you know, Holly's always doing like weird little fakey things out, you know, it's like, ooh, you you want me to do that? I'm gonna go do this. Ah, I made you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> see and i well and that's a little bit why i didn't copy on because it was the border collie of the little dog world pretty much yeah <laughs> kind of similar but I, I, when i was looking at jag i was considering a border collie i i looked at border collie aussie and kelpie because i wanted something smaller but still with enough drive those are those are all very different personalities i know um, and, I know, and you know I what i would pick smaller. of those of those personalities i mean i i like the the border collie to me is smoother you know their personality they're they're a little bit mischievous they're a little bit funny but but they're super smart and they're they're just a smoother dog um the aussie would test me i had a lot of aussie clients and i know that aussie would just test me sometimes and i i would just be frustrated and a Kelpie well, and I definitely protection. I needed something. I, part of the issue was I probably would have gone Border Collie, but we wanted a dog. I'm used to having a protection dog or a dog that would at least look apart. Yeah. Um, and and the Border Collie, my husband was like, Border Collie, I can look apart. 
Uh, well, you know, but my right. I, I was telling you yesterday about one of my one of my mentors who uh, who was helping me with search and rescue. And the initial thing with when he met my border collie that I had at the time that became my search and rescue dog, um, when he got out the the um, the rag, the gunny sack to kind of test for uh, for interest. Uh, the Malinois we had at the time was like, nah, I don't think so. But my border collie was all over it. And he's like, well, we could probably put a shits in one on this dog. And I'm like, I want a shits in one on my border collie. He's like, well, nobody's going to be very afraid of it. No, nobody's going to be afraid. But it's I have like the play- decoy is going to have to stifle their laugh every time. And I'm just like, come on, stop, stop making fun of my dog. He's not even going to do it. To be fair, Maverick, we, so when I was started into bite work, I had Maverick. He was a Malinois mix. It was like a mix and, and a rescue. Um, so I take him out. I, I would work my, my import from Belgian, you know, Belgium, like my main dog. But I'd bring Maverick along because he liked my dog. He liked to play. Oh, my gosh. That dog was hysterical. He was the comic relief of the club. He would mirror, he would like come into the blind and do a bargain hold and he'd do a meerkat thing. Like he'd sit pretty and bark and, you know, or he'd do, I mean, so to be fair. Well, you could still put, you could still put bite work on a border collie if you really wanted to. I mean, they're game for just about anything. We've done it And then it'd be like a stealth protection dog. Nobody would ever know. We had, we've had in our club, um, cattle dogs, border collie. I've had. We had a lab that was pretty close to title. That lab was, I swear, a Rottweiler in a yellow lab body. And he'd come out all doop, 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 doop. I'm a lab. Hi, lab. I'm lab. Do, 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 do. And then you'd say, watch him. And he'd be like, turn into a Rottweiler son. And cool. launch onto the suit and tug him to the ground. I was like, yeah, this dog is, so it was a like hidden protection dog. Because he was not, he would full on go hardcore yeah. um, and then you'd turn him off and he'd go do, 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 do. I'm a lab it like slippery in the middle of your face but but he loved to play and I recognized in him um, he was first a client that was like feeling the remote control and running jumping laps over the couch I mean he was like first a client and I recognized that dog loved to play tug he want and I was like oh food isn't going to work for this like he didn't care about food at all this dog loves to play tug and therefore we have to play the game we had to use toy and play and so i was playing that protection game with him early on and then i would realize man he's a great protection dog he actually really was a nice well so many of the other dog sports are based on play anyway yeah i mean fly ball is clearly you know there's a ball involved and there's a lot of running and jumping and that's that's loads of fun and they usually get to tug at the end and have a good time um dock well, diving is usually you if you don't like tug you're not going to do any you could yeah. be defensive but who wants a defensive right like that would not be safe that's that's tough yeah it's tough to handle um dock diving is clearly about the toy yeah. um agility Maybe the love of water too could it be sure yeah absolutely um agility is is kind of i think more the physical acts of agility you know the the, the zoom turns and the yeah exactly but i do believe there's a lot of toys involved in that too um but it just seems like we there are elements of play that kind of get layered into all of the things that you know people see and they're like super impressed by wow that dog is so smart that dog is so talented that dog is so skilled um 
It's play. And play is really the, the underlying yeah. reward system in almost all of the sports that I've played. I think that's that's kind of what we're saying is that we use it a lot. It's not just a like, oh, if the dog doesn't like food, maybe we can try toys. It's for me the reverse. I'm going to work forever. Yeah. I'm building that relationship um, for, for my own personal dogs. In client dogs, I'm going to use what I have available and time constraints I have. But um, but for my own personal, like it's, I, I tend to use food a little bit um, and I might use it for something precise or as a distraction. I'll tend to use it more as a distraction than I will as a motivator. But the play becomes, well, obviously, and because I deal with protection, it's like they have to play. Um, I think the only time I really, I really substituted out is like, we've talked a little bit before about using markers and clickers. Yeah. The time when I pull out a clicker is typically when I'm doing something like um, really specific tricks where the dog has to like land on a mark or, you know, use, use their foot to turn on and off a light switch or, you know, some very detailed particular maneuver I'm trying to get them to accomplish that I can click and treat then I might use food, but really honestly, for the vast majority of what I do, it's play. Yeah. And, and I think that's a little bit what I had wanted to convey before, but I realized I I don't want to treat it like it's a secondary motivator. Like it is, you know, I wonder how much that's true for other trainers too. I mean, it's like, unless you really think about how much do I use food versus how much do I use play in my training? Um, you know, really I until I thought about it, it. But I do, I do yeah, play. I do too. Similar to what Ellis was saying. I haven't watched Ellis's video on it, um, but I do use my lore as a game and I play food. Yeah. I play games with my food when I'm using food. I don't particularly just hear straight. With client dogs, sometimes I have to because of the time constraints involved. Can't always get those skills into the, with the clients as much as I'd like. If I, if it's a person that's like, I want to join your club. I want to do sport. Um, and yeah, we're going to take the time to build that play. And, and I'll tend to be like, hey, we don't need sit right now. We need play. And we need it really so intense that they don't want to do anything else. Like they're like, you're the best toy in the world. And, right. and I'm seeing right. that emerge even more. And dad, I always played with him. I've played with him since he was like, the day he arrived, I was like, let's see what he able to chase around, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I always did play with them, but I don't know, the, the relationship changed as I was watching that. And then as I realized, huh, two ball, he loves two ball, but, and he did not want to bring that ball back. Now I play a lot of, now there's a couple of games that some trainers would balk at. Like I know trainers that if they saw me play this game, they'd be like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? You're going to make him awful. Um, but some of those possession games, man, we have a goal so and a part of what Ivan talks about you have to have a goal and you have to have rules and consequences and the consequences okay I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off here Lynn because what? we're getting into the how-to and we're doing that we're already too deep so um any last whys because it's it's awesome and you have a way but I think I like the relationship we've already talked about it the relationship changes so yeah it does it intensifies so much i mean you have way more fun and so does a dog yeah okay use play use play um and listen to the next episode or next week's episode i guess 
um, to learn how. Um, so thank y'all for listening. We will see you next week. <laughs>